Amen. In times like these, we need a Savior. In times like these, we need an anchor. Be very sure, be very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. This rock is Jesus. Amen. All right. Jesse and the boys. Wait, wait, do we have a girl? We got a girl. Tiffany. Amen. All right, kids can be dismissed downstairs. We're going to be in a few places. Let's go to uh, 2 Thessalonians tonight. 2 Thessalonians. I hope everybody is doing well. There's viruses, flu, and COVID are spreading like wildfire everywhere. And, uh, but you know what? We, we don't look at the, this world uh, and the things of it. We look to the Lord in all matters of our health, our faith, our life given us the Word of God, and, you know, when I have a little fear, the world brings fear, the devil brings fear, but God giveth not the spirit of fear. Whenever you get fearful, you just pray, and he'll, he will give you the wisdom uh, to conduct yourself according to his will, and there's nothing like uh, having God directing your way. One of the tactics of an enemy will be to cause a distraction, big distraction. In the Bible, they would set a fire to a city, distract the enemy. The enemy would go try to put that fire out, and as they're doing that, uh, the enemy would come and, and uh, wipe them out, set, the, set a distraction. And the devil does that in our lives. He, he sets a fire in our life somewhere. Uh, he'll, he'll flame up our flesh. He'll bring temptations. And I noticed in my life, time of temptation is usually when there's a greater battle going on somewhere else. I think I'm fighting uh, a temptation when the real, it's just a distraction. Uh, that's when you need to be in prayer. That's when you need to be more in Bible reading. We're, we get caught up with our flesh and our sin, we, a fire, when there's a greater battle going on. The devil's good with that. He, he sets a distraction in front of you, which is not a temptation. Uh, it's the fire. The greater battle is elsewhere. little testimony. Uh, my wife, she there was a time where she really wanted to be used by the Lord. And uh, along the way, my wife in inherited some money, a small amount. And this was many years ago. And she pledged to the Lord, Lord, I'm going to give you all of this if you will bless me with the piano. My wife didn't know how to play anything at that time. And uh, 
So she did. She gave the entire inheritance to the Lord. And miraculously after that, God answered her request. Miraculously after that, she started playing. And I believe God had furthered that and blessed my daughter also. It doesn't stop there. Your blessings, that's a true story. Uh, and I have, I have a witness to that story as well. It was actually with my, the pastor at, my pastor at that time. I was with my pastor when I showed him the text. It was through text with my wife. Um, and I was with him. We were visiting somebody, and I showed him. And he, he uh, wanted to, I believe he did tear up and cry because it was, it was just a miraculous event. He was, play, he was praying for a piano player in our church. We didn't have a piano player. And um, the Lord, after that, blessed my wife, and she started playing. Not knowing that eventually we would, I would be a pastor and she would be playing in our church, and that continued. That blessing continues to our children. And listen, uh, the devil wants to set a distraction, and your sin also as well affects your children. God's blessing can affect further to your children, and and uh, your sin will also extend and curse your children. Let's go to Second Thessalonians chapter one. I'm sorry, chapter two. The Bible says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. Don't be troubled. Don't be troubled in these troubled times. We, are, we have entered into the last days. It is undeniable. The world, the lost, even can contest uh, to that statement, and it is true. We know we are in the last days. We are in an era of like any other. You don't have to try to prove it uh, by conspiracies and, and news and everything else. Uh, we are in the last days. There's a feeling in the air of the last days. I remember it just felt different one day. It was a different time. It's like we we're in a different planet. Uh, not by politics or anything else. But that same uh, feeling is around the world. We've just entered into the last days. Jesus is coming back, and he is coming soon to take his bride away before he unleashes the judgment uh, on this world. Let no man deceive you by any means. That means there are multiple means by which a Christian can be deceived. Don't be deceived. Now, deception uh, is one of the number one tools of the devil. Don't be deceived. I have personally been deceived many times by the devil. The devil has gotten me many times. He deceives you. And not only that, the Bible says your own flesh deceives you and your own heart deceives you. You have everything against you, but you have one greater than all for you, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't be deceived. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. What it's saying here, there will be a falling away in the church. Christians are just going to back out. But don't let it be you. That's not an excuse to, oh, the pressures of walking a Christian life, uh, it's just too much. And we're in the end times, so therefore I, it's irresistible. I can't take it anymore. I'm, I'm going to walk away from the Lord. 
there's no excuse because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. As sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. It's just the proof of your heart for God. I tell people all the time, if people come to me and say, I'm done. I say, well, if you're done, then that's easy now. I don't, I don't want to live anymore. Well, amen, live for Christ. Live for Christ. But there are people who rather die than live for Christ. There are people who rather uh, lose everything to the world than give anything to God. And that's just how wicked we are naturally. Uh, but don't be deceived. There's going to come the son of perdition. Who's the son of perdition? Anybody know? Okay. No, uh, close. Who's, somebody say? The Antichrist. Good, yes. The Antichrist. There is two men on earth that, the, that Satan possesses. One is, anybody know? Judas, good. Judas is scared, the one who betrayed Christ. The second one will be the Antichrist. Now, the Antichrist is not a man we need to fear. Is not a man. I always say this to keep my mindset correct. If the Antichrist was running for office, I will vote for him. So how can you say that? Well, it's God's will for him to be there. He will come. That's what... Uh, eventually will mark the end times. We're going to be out of here. People, we don't have to fear this man. The Antichrist is actually going to be the world's Messiah. He's going to bring peace to the earth, a false peace. Okay? Uh, we talk about his mark, his name and his number. What's his number? 666. People, I already see people tattooed with 666. There's 666. Uh, if you, I spotted it out in the old cartoons and it's throughout Hollywood. People will worship uh, the Antichrist. Now, who we need to fear and who the world needs to fear is who the only one worthy to open those seals, and that is who? The Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In the last days, in the, uh, or in the, the Great Tribulation, or the biblical name, the time of Jacob's trouble, the Antichrist is not the trouble. He's going to be holding the world together, have a peace on this earth like never before, but who is reigning judgment from heaven? The Lord Jesus Christ. The last days, uh, or the end times, the time of Jacob's trouble, that last seven-year period, is the time where Christ pours out his judgment upon this world. But that's our God. We're, we'll be behind him in heaven at that point as he pours out the judgment upon this lost world. The Antichrist now will be very wicked man according to how this earth is right now. This world does not uh, want God and is pushing out God as much as possible in, in our school systems, um, in our stores. It is getting worse and worse and worse uh, to where they're just putting it in front of your face, anti-God. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above 
that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Uh, the world will worship the Antichrist as God. They don't want God, but they would rather have a man as God. Uh, people would rather have aliens as God. People would rather have um, believe in evolution than their creator. The Bible says they'll worship the creature more than the creator. People don't want to serve God, but they'll serve an animal. What's that mean? I feed my dog. I give him all of his treats. I walk him. I hug him, pet him, scratch him, uh, smell him, massage his feet, or whatever they're called, paws. Right? That sounds like I'm serving him, right? I serve my dog. My dog does not serve me. He doesn't do anything. He just sleeps and eats. But why do I love him so much? I don't know. I, just, I serve him. I serve, and that's how people are. We serve creation. I have fish. It's feeding time right now for them. Koi fish. What do they do? They don't do anything. All I, have, all I do is make sure their water's good and I feed them. I serve my fish. You see what I mean? We say we don't want to, we're not servants to anybody. Yeah, you'll serve your dog. You'll serve your boss. You'll serve everybody but God. You serve the creature more than the creator. The one who made the creation for us, and put it under us. But we are under God. We're supposed to serve God more than all. And God does everything for us. We will rather serve something that can do nothing for us than serve the one who does everything for us. It just shows how wicked our hearts are and how wicked uh, this world is. Remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withhold it that he might be revealed in this time. Uh, the Bible says in verse 7, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. That's the Holy Spirit of God. When the Holy Spirit of God is taken out, or when he goes out, he's packing his bags right now. And then the church goes with the Holy Spirit of God out of here. That's when the Antichrist will be revealed and the judgment of God will be leashed out on this world. People say, oh, if God's so good, then why does he allow bad stuff to happen? God will. The Bible says every single word will be judged. God does not let any stone be unturned. He will judge. He records every single thing. And thank God uh, that our record uh, long, long ago, when in the book of heaven, an old account was standing of sins yet unforgiven. My name was at the top and many things below. I went unto the keeper and settled long ago. Amen. Uh, the time, the moment you got saved, your sins are gone as far as the east is from the west. And your record is wiped clear so that when God looks at you, he sees washed white as snow. No sin on your account. That's called justification. And the Bible says in Romans that we are justified by faith. Amen. Justified. Made as if you've never sinned. Justified. Just as if I've never sinned. Sure, my flesh is full of sin, but my spirit has been made whole, washed by the blood of Christ. 
That's what being born again is. The, the Antichrist will come. We won't know who he is. If you're saved today, you won't know. Uh, he will be revealed when you're gone. And when, when God takes his bride, Jesus said, just as it was like when Noah, they never seen the rain. Their feet didn't get wet. Why? They were in the ark. And that door was shut. And then the rain came and the fountains of the deep broke the judgment of God by water. Jesus said, just as it was in Sodom and Gomorrah, the angels came and took Lot and his uh, daughters out and his wife. And his wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. And Lot and his two girls went. They got out. But they said, we cannot judge these cities until you be taken out. And they were very... Uh, Urgent about that, getting them out of the city, out of Sodom. And as soon as they got out, fire and brimstone rained and burnt up everything. God's wrath and God's judgment is not for his children. We don't have to fear the end times. We don't have to fear the wrath of God. We don't have to fear the judgment of God. The Bible says, he that believeth uh, not is condemned already. And the wrath of God abideth on him. The moment you get saved, you were, you've been uh, completely, completely, once and for all, completely, completely removed from God's judgment, once and for all. Immediately, the moment the blood of Christ washed you, you were cleansed, made whole. And the wrath of God is no longer against you. During the Passover time, that blood was around the doorpost and the lentil. It didn't matter who was in the house, right? Anybody. A murderer could be in there. Somebody has done bad things. They could have been in there. As long as they were in that house and that blood was around that door, the Bible says the death angel passed over. There's times where uh, people were in there. They couldn't see the blood around the door. And sometimes you can't see sometimes the blood in your life. Sometimes you get far from God. Sometimes you get distant from God but you're still saved. When you're in that house, you don't see what's outside. The door's shut. But you can think back and say, yeah, I remember we wiped that blood. I remember I got saved. And that's why I'm here. That's how I'm inside this house. Because that blood is around that door and the death angel pass over. doesn't matter who you are, what you've done. It's all about the blood around the door. We are not here to exalt ourselves in our salvation, but exalt the Lord Jesus Christ and who saved us. The Antichrist will come, but it's all part of God's plan. We are in the end times. There's going to be more deceit unlike any other time. There's going to be more sin. There's going to be a more pool in your life unlike any other time. But know this, that God is for you and with you unlike any other time.
Let's go to Esther. Esther chapter 4. These are end time events that I briefly, briefly touched on. And there's a lot. We could be on end time events for years and still learn. But when we talk about the tribulation, the seven year period, I don't like the, there's not much about the Antichrist. We don't have to worry about all that. I like to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ and the seals. He's the only one worthy. Amen. Antichrist is not going to be opening up any seals. It's the time, it's the judgment of God, it's the day of the Lord. Let's look in uh, Esther chapter 4, verse 13. If you know the story of Esther, Esther. She lost her mother and father, young girl taken to captivity, and her uncle adopted her, Uncle Mordecai. Esther, young girl. Eventually, she became queen. You believe that? Talking about God's grace. Now, if, if you're not careful, God looked out for Esther. Sure, she went through a lot. Losing your mother and father, taken to, into captivity, that's a lot. That's a lot. And we don't wish any bad things on anybody. But listen, God will work things out for his good, or for your good and his glory, according to his will. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, the Bible says. But if you back out too soon, you'll lose reason. And all that you went through will be for nothing. You've got to stay with it. You've got to keep seeking God and allow him to show you. In due season, you shall reap if you faint not. There's that if there. Because some people faint, some people back out from, from walking with God too soon. They say, I can't handle this. This is too much for me. No. This world is too much. Our flesh is too much. The only one who is for us is Christ. Don't be deceived. Don't allow the devil to deceive you. Esther here in verse 13, Mordecai commanded, uh, commanded to Esther, the answer, Esther, think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? This is the most, one of the most popular uh, phrases in the book of Esther. We thank God for a godly woman uh, as Esther. She wound up, uh, God used, allowing her to, uh, for God to use her to deliver the Jews in captivity. And women don't think uh, just because, listen, Esther was orphan, lost her mother, lost her father all alone. 
God allowed her uncle to adopt her. And eventually she became queen through uh, different circumstances. We need God in this time. In times like these, we need a Savior. Don't look at what you've gone through. Look to Jesus, who is the Savior. He can turn. You say, I, I'm, my life's already wrecked. He could turn a wreck. He could turn a woman uh, whose life has already been destroyed and make her a queen. In times like these, we need a Savior. Of course, there's salvation from our sin, but there's salvation from our circumstances as well. Salvation from uh, just life, who we are. Christ wants to take you and make, make you into a vessel, the Bible says, of honor, fit for his use. But you've got to allow him to do that. For such a time as this, we are in the last days, allow your life, this, this phrase hit Esther really hard. She started thinking, I can tell you what she probably started thinking. You know, I'm queen because I was more beautiful than those other girls. I'm queen because, right, we can get into that uh, state of mind. Of course, we'll never think those things. But in our heart, deception is very crafty. You know, you're not deceived. Somebody who's, I'm sorry, somebody who is deceived doesn't know they're deceived. Deception works like that. If you're deceived, you're not going to know you're deceived. You're going to think you're okay. That's what makes you deceived. I've been deceived many times. And it's very crafty. You cannot catch it. That's why we have to walk with God. In times like these, we need a Bible. In times like these, uh, I, somebody asked me uh, today, he's like, oh, do you, do you get involved with end time prophecy? I said, sure. Now, I know from that question right away that people want, they don't want to hear the Bible, what the Bible says about end time prophecy. They want to get into deep uh, things that are not in the Bible, but everywhere else. But let me tell you this. You're not going to know the truth until you just keep it simple in the Word of God. You started picking up uh, Google. Google, tell me about end-time prophecy. You listen to some 20-minute thing, and next thing you know, you think you got it down. And even God can't tell you otherwise. You pick up a book. Listen, it's easier to start reading everything and watching videos versus picking this up. But this is our sword against deception. This is our sword against everything. If all, Pastor, I, I just, I don't read any book. I don't read any magazine. I don't watch TV. I don't do anything else. All I do is just open my Bible and read that. I say, wow, I, I want to be more like you. You cannot beat that. You keep it simple. The Bible says, he that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. We don't need more knowledge. We need a closer walk with Christ in these last days. All those things will deceive you. 
there was a, there was a big movement. Uh, I, I don't know when it started, whatever. Knowledge is power. That's not power. Knowledge is sorrow, the Bible says. Amen? Uh, I don't need to know anything else, but the Bible says, but Christ and Him crucified. If that's all I know, that Jesus paid for my sins according to the Scriptures, He was buried and He rose again according to the Scriptures. Praise God. Praise God. With that, I can go out and see lives changed, people healed, families restored, and, and, and people brought back from despair to a closer walk with God. Revival happened. Where we lose the power and the integrity of truth is when we have this outside source infiltrated into truth. And it, it gets embedded in the DNA of truth. And we start preaching truth with a twist of man. And that's where people get hurt. That's where we lose the power. But blessed be any man or woman in here that all they do is just read God's word and saturate their lives with God's word. You won't be deceived. Deception comes when the devil he sets a little fire and you get captivated with that knowledge and it takes you away from the word of God. And when you come back to the word of God, ah, Esther, you know what? I think there's a good movie on Esther. I'm going to watch that. Click. And things start infiltrating your mind. That's not of the word of God. You say she would just read the word of God? I say, yeah. Just stay in the Bible. Read it. Read the word of God. Jesus said man should not live by bread alone. But by every word which proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That means you cannot live without this. You cannot live without this. There is no way to live without this book right here. There is no way. If you are not in God's word, you have not been living a life that Christ wants you to live. That means you're missing out on life. I have never seen Jesus make somebody into some grumpy old troll who lives under the bridge. Nobody. But what does he do? He sets souls on fire for him and puts them as lights throughout the world. And as they humble themselves, he lifts them up to be greater lights in the world as they magnify the Son, the Son of God. You want the King of Kings to lift you up. You want Him to speak your name. For such a time as this, listen, we are in the last days, and maybe God has already blessed you. Not so you could say, well, I'm the fairest of the land. I know why I'm queen. No, maybe God has blessed you. For such a time as this. Be careful. Take heed, my beloved brethren, that ye be not deceived. Deception is going to come strong to a pulling, so there will be a great falling away in the church. But that warning is out there, so you could take heed to yourself. 
as a light that shineth in the day. Shine for Christ. Shine for Jesus. Shine. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify God in heaven above. In times like these, we need the Bible. Hey, in times like these, we need a friend. The devil's going to single you out. You're going to feel lonely. You're going to feel, man, I need something else more uh, than this book. I need something else more than prayer. I need something else more than just going to church. I need something else more. It sounds like you need a friend. Not only will you find a friend here, of course, but there's times where your soul is empty. Do you know that the closer you walk with God, sometimes the more lonelier you're going to get? You know why? Because Christ is sharing with you how he feels. Do you know friends share each other's burdens? Do you know friends share each other's problems? And if we are to be a friend to Christ, Christ one time or another is going to whisper down his problems to you. And you're going to feel this weight and pressure like nothing else. And majority of time, you're going to run to show us the type of friend we are to him. His loneliness, his sorrow, his emptiness, his his problems that he deals with us all the time. He'll whisper and say, hey, you want to see what I deal with? And he'll put maybe a, a pinch of pressure that he deals with on you. And we're ready to run from him in a second. I don't want that, Lord. I can't handle that friendship. Oh, but blessed is the man or woman who stays and talks with Christ and bears through the evening time the burden of Christ, the burden of the cross, the burden that Christ feels. And what a friendship is mended at that point of a God, of our Savior, and his child. Jesus said, I have not called you my servants. I call you my friends. Don't let it be a one-way friendship. No, when you get close to Christ, at one point or another, yeah, it's going to be gimme, 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 gimme on our part. But at some point or another, he's going to try to share with you his burden. And you'll get a glimpse And you'll feel a pressure and a trial, a temptation like nothing else. Remember the disciples? When Christ was praying in the garden, he asked, pray with me. And they were just all sleeping. He'd come back uh, and say, wake them up and say, hey, can't you tarry? Can't you tarry for a moment? Pray with me. And he would go and off and pray again. He'd come back, he'd find them sleeping again. Why? Because the pressure of, the, of carrying the cross is for all of us too much to bear. But Jesus needs and wants a friend also. And he has chosen you. He said, I have called you my friends. Would you pray with me? Would you bear with me uh, at one time or another through the night? 
And if you do, that friendship, sometimes you'll feel empty. But stick it out with God. Sometimes you'll see a fire in your life flare up. No, there's a greater battle going on. You stay with it. You don't bend to temptation. You don't bend to those trials of your faith. There's a war in heaven fighting. Be a part of that battle. You, you, you go through it through prayer. You stay in the Bible. In times like these, we need Jesus. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for, for you being with us. We know that these last days, these troublous times, uh, Lord, are here. And, uh, Lord, men shall be lovers of their own selves, a proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, a covenant breakers, truth breakers, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. From such withdraw thyself. Lord, help us all not to be deceived, knowing that these last days, Father, there will be a great falling away. But may everyone in here, Lord, Grow in Christ and flourish, Lord, as Esther did. And realize that for such a time as this, their lives can be used in such a great way to reach people, to show that there's still a God who loves, there's still a God who cares before that great notable day of judgment appears. Lord, until that trumpet sound, may we all be watching and waiting. May we all be looking up when you appear and we, you will find faith on this earth uh, with this church right here, Gospel Light Baptist Church. I pray you help us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand. I would ask you to pray tonight that you would ask God, God, help me not to be deceived in my life. Let me stay in the Bible. Let me stay in prayer. Let me bear through the temptation knowing that when I endure, I shall receive the crown of life which fadeth not away. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than the gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is coming soon. His day is approaching. Will he find you looking up? Will he find you watching? Will he find you waiting? Will you be distracted with a fire? Will you be distracted and deceived by some vain words of man? Or will you be burning for the Lord Jesus Christ? Christian, are you lonely? Do you need a friend? Let Jesus be your friend. Don't run from him when you feel uh, the pressure of the Christian walk. Allow him to share his burden with you as well. As you want Christ to take away all your burden, allow Christ to share with you his burden. Be a friend to the Lord. Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Have you trials and temptations? Are you troubled everywhere? 
You should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can you find a friend so faithful? Who with us our burden shares? Jesus knows our every trial. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you for everybody who came. I pray, Lord, that you will uh, equip us with the tools, the armor of God that we can withstand in this evil day. Lord, I pray that you will free our hearts. Lord, as we humble ourselves before you, may you lift us up, Lord, to be lights in this world. Lord, I pray you bless us in every area of our life. May we be fruitful unto every good work. Lord, may we be a better parent, a better mother, a better father, a better husband, a better wife, Lord, in these last days. Father, the world knows nothing about the family anymore. I pray you bless our families, bless our home. Lord, may you make us a better worker. Lord, the, the qualities of, of a work, Lord, uh, is lacking today. It's getting worse and worse, Father. But may you bless your children. Lord, make us prosperous and fruitful in this land, in this strange land. I pray, Lord, you'll help us all. Lord, keep us healthy, uh, keep us safe, keep us blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Uh, uh, next Wednesday, we have our Wednesday fellowship, correct? Amen. Amen. Next Wednesday, and make sure you keep everybody in prayer in the church, those who are sick, and uh, keep praying for each other. God bless you.